And welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train, Jared Freed, coming alive from the new quarantine cabin. I am out in Connecticut doing shows, getting some podcasts under the belt, uh, as I am every Monday and Thursdays with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. Let me say it again. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you for telling a friend. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's how it all works. That's the only way I have listeners is because you came from someone way down the road. You're you're like uh, someone who caught COVID-19. It was it started, you know, way off, you know, in you know, your disease could have came from Europe. You don't even know. You could have gotten this podcast from an old woman out in Seattle. You don't know because she told a friend and the friend told a daughter and the daughter told the guy that she was hooking up with and all of a sudden it floated to you. So we need you to continue the J-Train pandemic. I need you to spit the word of J-Train into other people's mouths and ears. That's what I need. So keep spreading the word. That is a really weird way to tell you to keep spreading the word. Keep telling a friend, a coworker, a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa. Anyone with ears will take them. Very excited about today's guest. First timer on the show. Hilarious comic. He's got a podcast called Black Twitter Talk Podcast. Go listen. Go subscribe. Charles McBee, thank you for coming on. What's going on, my friend? How are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm great. Oh, I mean, considering, uh, you know, back <laughs> inside joke from from before. Uh, yeah, we were talking about how hard it is to say how you're actually doing. Like, yeah, oh, you know, I'm doing great. And then as someone's passing out from disease and horribleness next to you. They should. It, it's caused me now. I have such anxiety when people ask me how I'm doing that I have to register their tone and how they're asking me how you're doing. Because it's also very presumptuous to assume that everyone is doing shitty. So well, they, that is they lead in with right. the, how's it going? Like they're expecting the, oh, well, you know. That they, they want your tale of, of, of sadness. And, yeah. and, and also, you know, it's, it's one of those things that's like, you know, it's probably the wrong question for an introduction. Like, we're yeah. asking a question we don't really want the answer to. Exactly. You know, like, like if someone said, if I said, how you doing? And they were like, you know, uh, I'm happy you asked. I'd be like, ah, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, exactly. why? Like, oh, no. And so it is, uh, uh, but again, like, that's why we've created these, like, punctuations. Like, unprecedented weird times right, new normal right. we're just saying that to get through it for if someone does answer us yeah exactly exactly it's all the stuff you know these are uncertain times it's just <laughs> yeah. like you just say and that it gets, in the words and keep it moving and that keeps it moving to okay what coffee will you be having today you know <laughs> <laughs> exactly well, Charles, I'm a big fan. I love uh, watching your stand-up. You got great stuff on Instagram. I want everyone to go follow you right away. Let me make sure everyone knows. At Charles McBee. It's all over my social media today with the release of the podcast. You have your own album out, How I See It, Volume 1. Where did you tape the album? So here's the thing with that quick, super quick backstory. So like one of, the, one of the biggest regrets I had once the world stopped spinning was that I never recorded a proper album. 
And so I was like, I don't even know if comedy is going to be a thing again. I don't know if I'm going to want to do comedy when this thing starts back. Like, I don't even know. And I never had an album. And then I started thinking, you know what? I've taped a lot of my sets, um, you know, with a good recorder over the years. So I was like, why not just put out an album on my own and call it a mixtape? Like how... Like how rappers now will put out a mixtape, but it's really an album, but they'll call it a mixtape just just in case it sucks. They don't have to say, well, it's not really. They can say it wasn't really my album. It was just a mixtape. Sure. I love that. I, I think that's a fantastic idea because putting out an album has become and i put up quotes easier it's just more accessible yeah now it allow when, when something's more accessible it allows for creatives to come in and mess with the platform right so right. i think that's that's a really because right now and we've had a lot of comics on this show and i always tell people i'm like go go on wherever you're streaming music you're you're currently paying for the album already exactly so wherever you stream music, you put in Charles McBee's name, the album will come up. And and I think the cool part about that, and tell me if I'm wrong, is that you're getting a taste of your comedy in different like places, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it and not only in different places, but how it kind of shifted over maybe three years or so, because you know, mm-hmm. depending on where the sets are. And I, I've had like a, you know, I got different friends like coming in and doing little skits to kind of break it up so it doesn't sound crazy. So like it'll be one set maybe from a couple years ago where I was talking about race or talking about sex or whatever. And then sure. a couple of comics do skits and then I'll jump to a different spot where I was talking about whatever Caroline's or whatever the fuck it is. So like it, it's, it runs smoothly, but it's definitely different sets from different places and different times. I love that. And I think if, you know, if the listeners, you guys, I've been pushing you guys towards comedy albums. This is a great way to differentiate and entertain. We want to give, I think what we forget is, I think a lot of times we forget, we're like, we want to do the jokes, do the jokes, you receive them, you laugh. But we kind of forget, like, a lot of this is about consumption too. Maybe the way you're putting it out is is a more consumable version of it i get shit some people give me shit about putting tweets on instagram like they'll comment like oh you put tweets on instagram i'm like no 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 that's all packaging yeah they 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 look good there i'm doing rough drafts on twitter and i'm bringing the good stuff to instagram and i can crop it and put it in and i can serve it on a plate and it's like i need all you know it's like with food they're like it's all your senses yeah yeah who are these elitists who are judging <laughs> that you're taking one content from one platform and mixing it with another platform it's, is it like it, it's haters are gonna hate that is the reality of life and they like, will find oh, anything you're, you're wearing a nike shirt and adidas sneakers <laughs> who does that that's so <laughs> like it, it, it is very similar get the I, fuck I, out of here i want to talk to you about your podcast before we get into the emails because yeah. i love i again the platform exists. It becomes more accessible. So then people who are creative mess with the platform and find new ways to do it. Black Twitter talk podcast. Explain to the listeners <laughs> because they might be, you know, I understand black Twitter is a thing. Like I, I sometimes, and I remember I tweeted something. I think it was like, it had to have been like a year ago now, but it was, it was basically saying how I love black Twitter because 
it is the like it is there's always jokes going on there it's it's a lot less they they're they're talking about important issues but it seems like it's a lot more of a roasting area of twitter and and i was saying how much i love that and and sometimes i'll have tweets like kind of dove and dovetail into the black twitter world and even talking about it i sound racist so <laughs> so i want you to explain hopefully you can explain what black twitter is and and then your podcast which i think is a great idea uh so yeah black twitter is what's great about it i mean if, if you want to be literal i mean some people can say oh it's like a it's a reddit thread or it's this is that it's basically Whenever some shit happens in black culture, black people go to Twitter and talk about it. And what's so great about it is that you can't type in, you can't go to Twitter and type in black Twitter and then be in black Twitter. That's what I love about it. <laughs> You're right. That's, this is why it's, it's more conceptual than yeah. it is a real thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You can't just, yeah, you can't, there's no code. You can't, you know, knock on the door three times. Either you know what's going on and you know where to go or you just don't. And so when there's, people say there's like, no, there's no browser tab that's going to get you in. Yeah. I, there's it, no it, zoom it, link that you're going to get <laughs> that takes you to no. either, you know, what's happening in the culture. Therefore that will prompt you to go to Twitter and you will automatically be in black Twitter. Cause you're going to be talking about the same shit that everybody else is talking about on black Twitter. So your podcast is talking about news from black twitter what's being like kind of the trending topics i would assume right basically yeah the trending topics and we don't necessarily like i don't necessarily stick to just the trending topics um only because because the podcast has only been out for years so i'm still growing it and still figuring out exactly what i want it to be overall um as it evolves like sometimes we'll just talk about whatever we want to talk about but through the lens of because it's coming through my lens it's still technically black Twitter talk. You know what sure. I mean? Like, so even if we dive into like relationships or dive into politics or whatever, it's still coming through the lens of black Twitter. So, so it's topical, but then it could be whatever. So the, give, give me like kind of the last big topic that like, what's the last big news story that black Twitter like went off on? Like what would be the last one? Uh, this has been a quiet week, but probably the last Big one, uh, either it was either Jada and Will. That's what I was thinking. And entanglement. I, I, I th that that even the word entanglement that became its own black, black Twitter, Twitter yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, so I, I I think it's a great idea for a podcast. Uh, what day of the week does it come out on? Fridays. So yeah. So Fridays. So Fridays. Black Twitter Talk podcast. Uh, go to follow Charles McBee on Instagram or Twitter at Charles McBee. It'll be all over my socials. Go follow his podcast. I think it's a great idea and fun. Uh, and that's the thing. Like you know, when they say like the internet never loses, the internet's undefeated. Right. It's it's usually about a black Twitter meme <laughs> or like they find the joke. It is. Unbelievable. You know why? Because just black people in general, when we roast, like that, because that, you know, laughter is how we deal with trauma anyway mm -hmm. in the black community. So, like, w there really isn't that much of a filter. So, yeah. especially now, you add the internet to that, and and uh, you know, anonymity is just like it doesn't yeah. matter. When Meg the Stallion got shot, we. 
Black Twitter didn't give a fuck. It was yeah. just like, all right. It's time it's time to quote unquote go off. That it's is go off, yeah. yeah so it, it well, gets the, pretty wild. The idea of too soon is is, <laughs> no. is 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 it doesn't exist, but also too soon exists in the world of like, oh, you said it in the wrong place. Right. The, you know, too soon doesn't exist when the atmosphere is for too soon. Right. You know? Exactly. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's like it's getting mad at Gilbert Godfrey for making a joke about 9-11 at his own, you know, at his show. Like, you had a Gilbert Godfrey show. You, you knew you where you were coming <laughs> You knew what the show was going to be. Well, okay. everyone go follow Charles at Charles McBee on Twitter and Instagram. Let's do some emails. You ready? Let's do it. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. How to handle ex-girlfriend. Charles, what's your relationship status? Uh, currently single. Okay. How is single being in COVID? What was the last relationship when? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, all, so all, very all very difficult questions to answer publicly. No, yeah, publicly, but also like, so we're going to talk offline. Um, <laughs> last girlfriend, I won't go into details about who or what, um, but it was actually, we started dating not too long um, before lockdown hit. So like okay. it was a new, new brand new relationship. And then right, right when lockdown hit, we thought, at least in New York, we thought New York was going to be shut down for like a week. Remember that? Mm -hmm. It was like, oh, it'll yeah, be shut yeah, down yeah. for a week. No big deal. So she was like, well, how about we know we kind of just shack up for a week and just like have fun. I was like, yeah, bet. So she came to live with me for a week. A week turned into two weeks. Mm. Two weeks turned into three weeks. And her roommate ended up getting COVID. So she couldn't go back home. So she was she was just here. And it was fine. Like, it was no beef between us. Like, we were great. But then she started to kind of, you know, get really depressed and spiral just from the everything that was happening. Like, she lost sure. a job, this, that, and the third. Right. So, yeah. So, that caused a real, that caused a real kind of downward spiral. And then she, like, just dipped. Like, Oy. no warning, no nothing. One morning, she just, like, dipped and was like, I don't want to do this anymore and, like, bounced. And I was just like, really. Oh. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. Yeah, it was crazy. It was wild. And so, I'm, what was I'm sorry to hear that. It, Go yeah, ahead. I'm what, sorry. No, no. I was just saying, what was wild was the fact I had to laugh about the fact that, like, while we were together, while we were shacking up, the 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 level of empathy I had for everything that was happening in the world while we were like shacking up, as opposed to once she left and I was just alone in my apartment. <laughs> Drastically. Two different people. Like, soon as I was, like, alone, I was like, wait, there's a pandemic? Like, well, what do you mean people are dying? I've been, like, I've been having sex and living in a, <laughs> a fantasy. Living a in the Garden life. of Eden, just hanging out, yeah. air flowing everywhere, sheets floating across the sky yeah 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 <laughs> we've been baking and and, and love making for the past month and a half i don't know what the hell's been going on so so yeah so that's that was my relationship status 
so how did have you had any contact with this person since the because i i will i will say that when the situation that you just described it's like okay um let's go together for a week holy shit this is worse than we thought holy shit where is my future what am i gonna do i can understand the freak out i can understand going and this relationship has gone from we're having fun and casual to like we're inching along the relationship, you know, uh, sp- you know, timeline to we right. have taken a fucking speed bus to the front of the, you know, I can understand right. that. Yeah, totally. 100 percent. The the only thing that I had um, an issue with was it wasn't the fact that, you know, she needed time or space. I was I'm, King time and space. So mm-hmm. I'm like, if you need to slow things down, let's slow down. Or if you need space, definitely give you your space or whatever the case might be. Um, my only issue was how she went about it. And of she course. even admitted that she was wrong for how she went about it. She just like, no warning, just took off and dipped without any conversation or any consideration yeah. for my feelings, for us. And also... You know, it was kind of like, um, she's like, oh, everything's moving too fast. Everything, I need to figure things out. I'm like, you asked to stay with me. Like, sure. You brought on the, hey, let's be official. Let's be, you know what I mean? I was taking more hurley because I didn't want to rush into things either. Mm -hmm. But I was kind of like, you know what? She's dope. We're like, you know, in this space. Like, let's do it. If she's with it, I'm with it. That type of thing. So, but that was the only issue. But as far as us having, like talking, we we talked it out, like not too, like maybe a couple of days later, and um, and then uh, you know there was a, maybe a text after that, but then ever since then, not really. And and you know I've at the end of the day, like I wanted to give her her space, but then I also needed my space too to kind of totally you know heal and get over it. So it was just been like you know what, while we're forced to be you know, on lockdown per se, even though we're not as locked down now as before. It was just like, mm-hmm. let me just give time no, to like. I totally understand that. And I also, it's it's interesting because it's like from both sides, I understand going, okay, I, I made this bed. Now I got to unmake the fucking bed and there's no good way to do it. And then you walk out of it and you're like, okay, now I need, I have to adjust. I yeah. need the time to go through what you probably went through leading up to that. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Let's do the email. Hey, Let's Jerry, my ex and I, who dated for about a year and a half, recently got back in touch. My de- my ex and I, who dated for about a year and a half, recently got back in touch after not speaking for the last 10 months after she got a new job and moved cities. She's about a 45-minute plane ride away, so it's very simple for us to see each other. She's 31 and I'm 28. While I'm not wanting to rush into things, I can't figure out how I'm supposed to feel. I still really love this girl, but she hurt me pretty bad at the end of our breakup and basically ghosted me. I feel like I need some effort in proving from her to for me to be more secure about things this time around. I want to make sure I protect myself. How can I go about conveying this to her? So what do you think? Well, so two things. One, I'm petty spaghetti, mm-hmm. so, which is something that I'm working on personally. So, sure. So anyone who, you know, hurt me or, or um, you know, 
the ghost in me or whatever the case where, where, where I felt slighted, I'm less likely to want to get back involved or want to give this person another chance unless that person really comes forward and is like, hey, I fucked up. I'm wrong. I'm sorry. And then yeah. please let me show you how sorry I am. Like you're not about to casually try to get back with me or casually come into my life and think that I'm going to jump on the opportunity to get back with you. That's just me. Well, well, I think that's important because it's it, the way you're presenting it. There's two options. There's like, and, and he said they dated for about a year and a half and then recently got back in touch after 10 months and she's moved cities. She has a new job. So here's the reality. It's either she's rethinking everything and saying, holy fuck, this is the person I, I should be with. Um, right. And and she makes the effort to do that. Or it's, I have a new job. I have a new new city. Uh, everything in my life is up in the air. There's a pandemic going on. And here's someone that can be a constant for me to so I can get, I can like feed off of their consistency. Yeah. And that's when you're being used. Because yeah. this guy, this guy is sitting there being like, I fucking, you know, I don't want to, uh, he says, I don't know how I'm supposed to feel. You can feel however you want to feel. Right. He says, I still really love this girl, but she hurt me. So yeah. like, hey, you love this girl. That's okay. You, that's, you can own that. But you can also say, this isn't about, you, she can't come back to you for medicine. She's got to come back to you to like work on it with you. Right. And, right. And, and that's the hardest thing to decipher is like, hey, your text isn't enough. Right. I, I, I love you and I I could entertain the idea of us getting back together, but you fucking ghosted. You disappeared out of the blue. Um, how do I you know, I'm gonna be a little bit more protective this time. And I think everything that he just said, like he said, I don't know what to say, everything he said in the letter or in the email is basically what you should say to her if you want to say anything. Like literally everything Absolutely. he just laid out, say Absolutely. to her. Don't beat around the bush. Don't be afraid of confrontation or how she's going to take it or how he said it. Everything he just said was very, you know, it, it wasn't rude. It wasn't, you know, um, it, foul or, or flagrant. Just, hey, this is how I feel. This is how, you know, and here's here's what it is. And and let and, her let her answer that. And And what usually happens is that they scurry away. Yeah. Like they usually go. Oh shit. This is, you know, when someone's trying to use you to feel better, they go, Oh God, I don't want the responsibility of them. Yeah. You know, they, they're like, and they're I like, I, gotta go. I have to be accountable for my actions. Yeah, this is going to take actual work. And it's uh, like, uh, yeah, like, yeah, it's going to take some fucking work to get back into my good graces and, and for me to trust you again. That includes, Hey, let me make a trip in two weeks. Hey, let yeah. me, um, le le let's go out for dinner. I'm, I'm willing to make these types of moves and sacrifice my time and my energy to get back together. And a lot of times the pro and what you said is so correct where it's like, don't beat around the bu bush. You lay it out and you say, here's the standard you have to meet. And they either do or they don't. And what the problem is when you give someone a standard, 99% of the time they don't and, want that. And you have to be okay with them leaving. Like you yeah. have to be okay with that. If you buckle and, and you're so afraid that they'll call your bluff 
or that they'll say, all right, well, I'm out or, or whatever the case, then you're not going to, um, you're not going to convey what you really mean and how you really feel. And you're always going to have that sense of either resentment or you're going to have some sense of this scarcity mindset. You got to like, you know, stand on your own, hold your own nuts and really let her know how you feel. Be, you know, don't, you don't have to be toxic with it, but be no. direct and she can take it or leave it. It is it, what it, it is. It's like the equivalent of like the strict but fair person. It's like the parent. Like, and I'm not saying that this guy's this girl's parent, but I'm saying when you're owning like what you want, it, it comes off cold because but you're like, this is the only way to go. It's like it's the yeah. parent who says it's bedtime at eight o'clock and they go, no. And you go, that's how we do it here. You'll respect yeah. me later for this. Yeah. Now, I wonder he says he does still love her. I wonder if that love if that was a one way street like does did she love him back did she express that she was in love with him or loved him or you know what i mean like i i do wonder what her side of it is but just based on what he's given us yeah i think that's definitely definitely the way to go. We are sponsored people. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Upstart. During these economically turbulent times, everyone is looking for a way to feel more financially secure. If you're still throwing money at a high interest credit card every month, it's time to check out Upstart, the revolutionary lending platform that knows you're more than just your credit score. Find out how low your Upstart rate can be today. Listen. I think this is amazing. If you're in debt of any kind, Upstart is a great way to see if you can lower that without really doing too much. Like, I, I think this is an easy way for you to look at things without affecting your credit score. This is something that just looking into it is worth your time. Upstart goes beyond the traditional credit score. They actually reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter rate. Skip the bank. It's completely online loans from $1,000 to $50,000. They make it fast, simple, and easy to check your rate since it's just a soft pull. It won't affect your credit score. The hard pull happens if you accept the rate. The best part, once the loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next business day. The next day, over 400,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards or meet their financial goals. Free yourself from the burden of high interest credit card debt by consolidating everything into one monthly payment with Upstart. That's the biggest part of this. If you have a bunch of different debts, um, you're dealing with different rates. If you can combine the rates to make a smaller rate, if you combine the rates, that's your going rate of all your debt. If upstarts lower than that, we're immediately saving you money. So it's worth looking into. See why Upstart has 4.9 out of a 5 rating on Trustpilot. Hurry to upstart.com slash JTrain to find out how low your upstart rate is. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes and won't affect your credit rate. Only takes a few minutes. That's upstart.com slash JTrain. Here's the part the lawyers make me say. Let me, get, let me go through this. Your loan amount will be determined based on your credit income and certain other information provided in your loan application. Not all, not all applicants will qualify for the full amount. 
We are sponsored, people. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves saying things like, I lost my mojo, or we avoid it altogether with excuses like, I had a long day at work, or sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it. I, I, I can give you a million excuses where you're just saying tonight's not the night, and you're kind of grazing over an issue, a health issue. But with Roman, that's Roman, it's easy to talk about it with a healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care from for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan if medication is appropriate. Roman will ship it to you free with, with free two-day shipping. So you're getting free two-day shipping for something that's going to help you out. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash JTrain. That's GetRoman.com slash JTrain and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle. You used to have to leave the house. You used to have to go wait in a waiting room. You used to have to like, where are you going today? Oh, I'm going to go get my ED checked. No, 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 none of that. Now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash JTrain today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash JTrain. GetRoman.com slash JTrain. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. Here with Charles McBee at Charles McBee. Go follow Instagram, Twitter, Black Twitter Talk Podcast. That's the podcast every Friday. Let's do another one. Let's do it. Po- innocent mistake or creepy? J- <laughs> okay. Did I write this to you? Uh, I yeah, I, uh, Jared, love the podcast. You're hilarious. I love your advice. I've been seeing a guy during the quarantine and it's been really going well. We met about a year ago and have been friends, but have been seeing each other a little more seriously for the past month or so. Both he and I live in a major city, but at our parents' shore houses temporarily due to COVID, which is how we reconnected. So let's let's wrap this up. They both live in a big city, but their parents both have shore houses. That's how they've become intimate, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Something to know about me is that I'm a very private per I am very private with my relationships and really wait until the exclusivity conversation to tell my friends outside of my really close friends and family that I'm seeing someone. However, a couple things have happened that I found a little weird and I want to get your thoughts on them. One, when I was away from the shore for a couple days, he said I was running down your street and saw your family outside. He's been to my house, but has never met my family, and I live in a small private neighborhood. I just thought it was odd, and it makes me fit uh, a bit uncomfortable. What do you think about that? Let's start before we go to the next one. What do we think? So she's been to his house. I mean, he's been to her house before, so he knows where she lives. He's been to my house, but has never met his, her family, and she lives in a small private neighborhood. Yeah, but even if it's a, I'm. This is just based on that information. Sure. Even, if, even if it's a small private neighborhood, he's still been to her house before, so it's not like he hasn't been to her house. And maybe he's just assuming that the people, if they're on a, if they're away on a shore, quarantining on a, what is it, shore house? I'm not rich, so I don't know what, <laughs> like a shore house or whatever it is. I'm assuming that it's it's families going to the shore house and quarantining together. Absolutely. So and, if you're and- 
Yeah. So if you're running by the house and you're seeing the people outside, like, I'm going to assume, oh, it's her family or whatever. Like, I'm just going to assume it. Also, if if they were friends for a year before getting together, like, you're the you guys aren't meeting off of Tinder. Right. You you're you, you said I've been quarantining seeing a guy and it's going really well. We met about a year ago, have been friends and then seeing each other a little more seriously for the past month. There this is not meeting someone off a of Tinder. This is not meeting someone at a bar. This is right. someone that you have a certain relationship with. I understand that you're private and and I understand there's this listen there's a fine line between I'm private with my relationships and I'm self-conscious of go- getting kind of being the talk of other people's table talk. Right. You, yeah. you know, like I, I do understand we all want some, a little bit of privacy, but then there is this person, these people that exist out there that are like, I need, uh, uh, you're coming, you ran by my house. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, <laughs> yeah he went on a run like to me this sounds normal i think it sounds normal to you right like like i could see how he was like you guys have been hooking up for a month you've been friends for a year he runs by your house he sees the family outside and he wants a reason to talk to you and he wants a re and like in between the the time yeah that was the end to be like hey i saw your family that was kind of you know just letting you know i was running by the house now had he had jogged up to the house and spoken to her family and was like, hey, I'm fucking your niece, daughter, cousin. Creepy. Creepy. This is, I totally, I'm with you. Let's go to her second question. He requested to follow my good friend on Instagram. I've never talked about her with him and nor has he ever met her. She just reached out and asked me how I knew the guy because he requested to follow her. She commented on my most recent post, see attached, I'm the girl on the left. So I think he may have clicked on her profile and done this by accident. Should I ask him if it was by accident or why he did that? If so, how should I bring it up? Uh, this is the post she commented on. Thanks, Jerry. Keep up the great work. So I'm looking at the post. She's on the left. She's there with her friend. Uh, and he. So he requested to follow her friend who's in the picture. Let me say for the audience at home, the picture is of them on the beach in bikinis like this does yeah okay okay this this is a slip up to me this is him showing and it would be weird though because it's weird because he was he's like i if he's never met the friend it's weird because it's kind of him it uh, I don't know if Charles, you agree but it's, it's a little flirtatious to go follow the friend that you saw in the beach picture Bro, you cannot, if you have any interest or, and in this case, you're seeing, you're, you're already hooking up with this person, but even if I'm interested in a girl, right? Mm. And we're talking or, or whatever the case might be, I'm not following your friend. I'm not following you. And there's been no. cases where, you know, I'll, I'll be scrolling or whatever and I'll come across you know, the girl's post or whatnot. And I'm like, oh, I, I never met her sister before. Holy shit. You know, or I never sure. met her friend is, oh my gosh, she's, I'm not following. It's just, it's not no. a good look. It's, 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 I see it. I see it. I've noticed it. She's cute. I move on. Because here's the, what, what doesn't make sense is that like, 
what's he think gonna, is going to happen? Like, let, right. let, let's go down Flirty Road. Flirty Road would him be going, yeah, I'm hooking up with this girl for a month. Wow, her friend's cute. I'll follow her and try to hook up with her. That seems like an impossible mountain right. to climb. Like, even even the best coxman of our day wouldn't take that route. Yeah. Now, if you go the, the I like you route, and he's like, oh, she's a friend of hers. Uh, I want to be more friends with her friends. Still not I, a I'll, good look. St- still not a good luck. Yeah. So I, I, it's a no win. So... I would say the first one we agree he's running by the family house that that's something she should leave alone. This one I would say you got to I think you can playfully jab at it. I think I don't think this is reason to like end the one month or to to rethink what you've done in the past with him. Uh it is just a pause moment. And you say to him I would say to him, hey, I would even text him. I, I think you have the the right to be like, hey, my friend just texted me. Do you know her? Why are you following my friend? What made you do that? And he could have a couple of responses. One, I thought she was, I oh, I thought, I don't know what his response would be. I, I, yeah, I that's the thing. I don't, I don't know what his response would be. It would be such an, if somebody called me out for that, it would be a, such an awkward moment for me because I wouldn't, I don't know what a valid, excuse would be yeah the only thing that i can you know the only mistake he could have made is he requested to follow my good friend on instagram i've never talked about her with him nor has he met her she just reached out and asked me how i knew the guy because he requested to follow she comment oh here's something okay all right she commented on the post she's not in the picture but that's still weird. It's still the weird for all. commented on the post? So the friend commented on the post. He clicked on the person's name and requested to follow her. It is weird that he would, fo- even if she's not, I thought she was in the picture. She didn't comment on the picture she was in. She's just commenting on another picture. This is a, a he's following the commenter, not the other girl in the picture. Even still, so there's been times where, again, I'm on somebody's page, blah, blah, blah. And I'm in the comment section, reading the comments, blah, 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 blah. And even sometimes you'll see a thumbnail that pops out at you. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, who is that? I have no idea who this person is, but the thumbnail is just like, who is that? And you click on it, it's like, oh, she's cute. But I'm still like, especially if it's on something like Facebook, I'm like, like, I have no connection with this person. There's no no reason for me to hit this person up, especially if they have a private page and you have to request their you know, whatever back to like, it's it's just too risky to follow someone who is friendly enough with the girl you're hooking up with to, uh, to comment on their posts. And so I think he does have a, you have a right to go, Hey, my friend just texted me saying that you're trying to follow her on Instagram. What's the deal? And, And leave it at that. His answer could be, I thought I knew her. Oh, I thought we had met before. I thought it was your friend. He could say, because the thumbnail is so small, he could go, oh, I thought that was the friend we had met at blankety blank. That's right, a, right, that's right. really the only response right. that has some merit. I thought Other- I saw her outside of your family's house as I was jogging by <laughs> and stalking you. J-train podcast at gmail.com. J-train podcast at gmail.com. 
here with Charles McBee. Go follow at Charles McBee, at Charles McBee on Instagram and Twitter. Black Twitter Talk Podcast. Go, go, go every Friday. How do I recover from this? Jared, I'm a 28-year-old visiting my hometown for an extended amount of time due to COVID. There was a guy from college I always thought was cute but never actually met. I was recently introduced to him. It started out textbook with uh, IG requests, window tapping. Window tapping is when you like a bunch of their pictures, whatever. Okay. It, it basically, I've, I've coined the phrase window tapping. It's just you liking 10 pictures in a row and being like, yoo-hoo, that's a big, I'm that's, here. That's hilarious. So, uh, and then him sliding in my DMs. So this is 2020 romance dance. Yeah. Uh, they they get introduced. They follow each other on IG. They like a bunch of each other's pictures. He slid into the diet DMs. Finally, I get the invite over for drinks. I drank and smoked a little too much, then started hooking up. Mid-hookup, I threw up in my mouth and had to run to the bathroom. This happened twice. Yes, he was fully aware I had a mouthful of puke. Not much was said the next morning as I left as soon as I could. I'm mortified. I feel I ruined my chance for a future hookup. I have not heard from him since. How can I come back from this? Sincerely, bad first impression. So what do you think? Have you ever had this a similar situation? Um, not well. I've never had a that specific situation, but... Um, I've had situations where the, you know, girl kind of embarrassed herself, but here's mm-hmm. the thing. And I don't know this guy. I don't know if he's a hot shot, whatever. And sure. You know, he, he could have a thousand girls chasing after him or something like that or whatever. But for most guys, for your average guy, he's always on such an edge of trying to be cool and trying to not make an ass out of himself that when the girl ends up making an ass out of herself is such a relief for us that it's almost endearing depending on how she handles it. So like if she comes back and she's just like, oh my God, that was so embarrassing. I can't Mm -hmm. believe, you know, I did that, blah, blah, blah. If that were me and I'm into this girl, like that would be such an endearing moment just for me and such a weight off my shoulders of having to be the coolest guy on the planet, or, or, or at least in my own head to try and impress her, that it would actually make for a more, a more relaxing time on the second go around. You, you, I, I agree with you completely. I, I, I will say I, you, you don't hear guys don't end things with girls because they puked once. Yeah. No, it guys end things with girls who, puke every time they go out that's it's it's not about you know i i think i i understand the story is an embarrassing story that your friends would laugh at and he might tell friends and they would laugh at but i don't think it's a story that's like and i ended it that's not how this so i and and also it's proven by the story she tells in her email, mid hookup, I threw up in my mouth and had to run to the bathroom. This happened twice. Right. Yes, he was fully aware I had a mouthful of puke. So after the first time you had puke in your mouth, he still hooked up with you. Yeah. So he, that's how much he cared about the puke. So <laughs> so it, it happened twice. So he, he his actions 
prove the whole thing. I think the worst way to go about it is kind of the way she's doing it. I feel I ruined, I have not heard from him since. You need to text. You need to be like, hey, I still feel really, be a little vulnerable. Be a little, you know, hat in hand. I still feel a little weird about what happened. And then let him go, no, it happens to all of us. Right. And and then you just say, I'd still love to hang out. I promise I won't turn into, you know, uh, Johnny Pukestein again. Like, I, I promise, yeah. you know, and, and be take the bullet. Take the loss. I think we we think in this day and age that we should always just, like, never admit fault. And, and if you don't admit fault, you're not at fault. It's like, no, shoot him a text. Hey, I'm still in my head about this. Let him write you back like some nice things like, no, it happens to us. One time I puked in college and it happened to me. You know, none of us are without yeah. puking in our past. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 100%. I, I, I think that, um, yeah, definitely her, you know, being the vulnerable one. Like I said, we're because men are always and I'm sure and I'm not that's not to say that, you know, women are in their heads, you know, mm -hmm. about uh, putting on a good show or impressing the guy. But with men, this is how we are every single day. It's the reason we wash our ass before we leave the house. Like it's all for <laughs> women. The reason we, you know, do anything is for <laughs> Women, so that pressure to always be on, always be cool, always be say the right thing, do the right thing. We got to, you know, is can the dick stay hard? Please don't, please God, not tonight. You know, like <laughs> all of that is what we're yeah. thinking all of the time. So any chance to take that pressure off of us and actually when a girl kind of takes that L, it's really endearing to mm -hmm. us and it, and it kind of evens the playing field it makes things more relaxed at least on our end so i think he will be very receptive he's not going to look at you like a fucking loser you know it, it, it is what you're saying is right where it's like they're women are so put together to see like one hair come off like uh go out of place you're like oh thank god like i'm not like there's some normalcy to this person this is yeah this is yeah. this is like you know this is see as as crazy as this sounds, this adds depth. You're not just you're not just a girl he met on you know that he thought was hot on Instagram. It's the girl who was funny about how she puked twice in her mouth. It it, it adds you know like uh, it, it it adds character to the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. And if you're <laughs> if you're the, if you're the type of girl who you know had a little too much or whatever puked in. And, puked in your mouth and then was embarrassed about it and apologetic. <laughs> you're, you're an angel. Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> you know yeah, how many girls I've been out chill. with who's like, yeah, I threw up all over your wall. So don't be a bitch about it. <laughs> like, yeah, like a little bit of vulnerability goes a long way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Native Deodorant. I believe in having clean options. I support companies who innovate products that break the norm and help clean up my daily routine. That's why I love Native. I love Native Deodorant, okay? I, I'll say this to you right now. My girlfriend, Jess, she is a natural deodorant user. And when we first met, I was like, whew. You are, uh, you smell great. And then I'd roll my eyes and try to turn the other way. But then Native came into our lives. And Native is a all-natural deodorant that is safe and effective. 
No aluminum, parabens, or talc. It's made with ingredients you've heard of, like coconut oil and shea butter. Switching to an aluminum-free deodorant doesn't mean you have to sacrifice odor protection. Native will keep you smelling and feeling fresh all day long. With over 10 cents, 10, including rotating seasonals. Native has something for everyone. Their most popular classic scents are coconut and vanilla, lavender and rose, uh, cucumber and mint, and citrus and herbal. I'll say I love the cucumber mint. It's fresh. It's like clean sheets. It's like being in a spa. It's like, you know, you you could sniff up and down an armpit and be like, well, wh- where am I? Am I getting a massage or am I in someone's armpit? You wouldn't know. Best part is Native. There's no risk to try. Native has free shipping and free returns in the United States. Do what I did. And I'm I'm using Native Jess uses native. We're all using it, and I'm feeling fresh as a daisy. Make the switch to native today by going to nativedo.com slash JTrain. It's nativedo.com slash JTrain. Let me repeat that again. nativedo.com slash JTrain or use code JTrain during checkout and get 20, 20, 20. 20% off your first order. That's nativedeo.com. Use code JTRAIN during checkout. Native deodorant, take care of your body. JTRAIN podcast at gmail.com. JTRAIN podcast at gmail.com. Here with Charles McBee. Now, I want to do this email. This person, and I think it, it it's important, they sent two emails back to back. Okay. Now, they have two different questions. But it's about the same guy. And I understand maybe why they wrote two emails back to back because they were like, I want to make sure I can get my one of my questions answers. If it's too long, then Jared won't answer it. But reading one without you can't read these independently when it's about the same guy. Right. So this is the first email is is this one. Um. Why does he never want to hang out when I suggest it? Okay, so I'm I'll read that email first. Mm-hmm. Actually, let me read why does the first one's titled Why does he never want to hang out when I suggest it? The second one's titled Why does this girl keep messaging my boyfriend? Now, to me, those are two issues that go together. Mm-hmm. He, you know, without even reading the emails, mm-hmm. why does he not want to hang out when I suggest it? And another girl is messaging him. So to me, that is we are putting together a resume of a guy who is more casual with you than you are with him. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Yeah. Already. As soon as I, with the first one, not even the other girl messaging with the first one. Why doesn't he want to hang out when I want to? It's like already already know where this is where this is yeah, going well she says come in, so let's read that first one the why does he never want to hang out when i suggest it come to you for stage adv- dating advice um i've been seeing a guy for about two months and things have been going great hanging out multiple times a week spending the night at each other's apartments facetime calls usually once a day the whole deal he's tried to have the dating conversation 
he's tried to have the dating conversation a few times, but it's not something I'm quite ready to, de to define yet, even though I do really like him. Here's the issue. We only hang out on his terms when he suggests it. I don't have a lot going on right now outside of work, given that everything is closed. So when he asks me to come over or to go to the park or something, I'm usually free and want to since I want to spend time with him. But whenever I suggest he comes over or that he, we should hang out, he either has some excuse of why he can't, too tired or hanging with his roommates, or he says yes, but then ditches to do something better like hang out with his friends. I brought it up to today that it upsets me when he does that using an instance from last night when this happened as an example, and he told me that I shouldn't be annoyed by that. Is he right? Am I being overdramatic? It's to the point where I'm afraid to ask him to do something because he'll turn me down. But is waiting for him to ask me to hang out just desperate? For reference, we live five minute drive away from each other and we're both in our early 20s. I really like him and don't want to be something, uh, want this to be something, and I and don't want this to be something that potentially ends whatever we have going on. But at the same time, I want my feelings to be validated and not like I have to tiptoe around us spending time together. Any advice you could provide would be much appreciated. So what yeah. do you think? I mean, so that email we have, and to me, the biggest problem with the email is him saying to you, he told me that I shouldn't be annoyed by that. You can be annoyed about whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Anything can annoy you. It is called your, you know, your taste buds are different than his taste buds are different from Charles is different from mine. So if this tastes bad to you, that's okay. You don't have to have it. And for for you to say that he ditches you to go with his friends to a better hangout, that's someone who, you know, and I understand he said he wants to, like, have the dating conversation. Just because he said he wants to have the dating conversation doesn't mean you want the same type of relationship that he maybe thinks he wants, right? 100%. As you as were going through that, all I could think is, like, you seem like a sweet girl. You seem like a really cool person, but unfortunately, you're an option to him. Um, he's mm -hmm. at least that's how he's treating you. Um, you're 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 not a priority. He's a priority to you. You're not a priority to him. Now, does this mean that he's banging a ton of other chicks? I don't know. I don't know this no. guy. I have no idea. But the sure. things that are in his life, his friends, his roommates, his whatever the case might be. You are not on top of that list. You rank below the friends, you rank below if there's other girls or, or whatever, whatever the case is, but you're not on top of that list. And it sucks when you realize that you're not being treated the same way that you're treating the other person. It happens on both ends. It happens mm -hmm. guys versus girls, girls versus guys, but and, this and is that, that case. And the toughest part is she wrote something very specific. She's like, I don't want, to you know the toughest part is that um she you, there's a point where you can like make it a pride thing where you're mm -hmm. like well i've asked you three times and you've asked me zero times you can't get into that game mm -hmm. you have to you right now you feel upset that's okay bathe in it own it tell him i feel upset and i'm gonna stop making plans with you if you can't make a plan with me and and it's and i would back off but then to i mean she wrote something uh, I don't want to hang out, just wait for him to say just to be desperate. There's nothing desperate in stating what you want. And you've stated it, and now you can kind of push it away. Let's read her other email. Okay. Jared, um, this has been bugging me for a few months. I can't believe she says a few months. 
Okay. I started dating my boyfriend exclusively a few months ago. There, things are going great except this pesky girl who keeps popping up. She's in the same loosely defined friend group as him, meaning they will usually only be around each other when their group of friends plan a big hangout. I know they hooked up about a year ago because I was there to witness it, which is fine. We were not involved in any way at that point. I ended up doing something with him and this group a few months ago, and he told me she would be there. I tried to keep an open mind but and be nice, but ultimately got a very bitchy vibe. When I asked him afterward what really happened with her, he said they that after they hooked up, he stopped talking to her, which is true. With, if true, explains why she might be a little bit bitter about the situation, not very welcoming to a new girlfriend. Now she randomly Snapchats him from time to time in a non-group setting. He says it's because they're quote-unquote friends, which is the same thing he says when they hang out in a group setting and I'm not around. Whenever I express this upsets me, he tells me there's nothing he can do. But I feel like he could definitely say something about the Snapchat since he knows he is date. She knows he is dating someone. What are your thoughts on this? Do you think this is sketchy behavior, something to be worried about? Or if the girl has an ulterior motive, any insight is appreciated. So this combined with the last email yeah. is to your point, what you just said. You're an option. You're someone he's keeping at arm's length. He is dating you when convenient to me right yeah 100 percent um and and there now now to be fair she's what in her did she say her age she was in her 20s early, early 20s class you and i are dinosaurs so yeah. <laughs> so as, as you become more of a dinosaur and you and you reflect back on your 20s there are things that you just don't tolerate in your mm -hmm. 30s, but whatever the case, as you get older, that you tolerate it in your early 20s. So it's not, so I, I just want to make that clear because I know you have a very young audience that these, it's just, it's just a rite of passage. Um, you definitely, a couple years from now, you will look back on this and go, I can't believe I allowed this asshole to, you know, treat me X, Y, and Z. But right now, you're, it feels how it feels, and you have a right to feel that way. But yes, he is treating you like an option. Um, and anytime that you're in a relationship and the person has dealt with, has sex with somebody in their past, and that person is still kind of around, still reaching out to them, if that person that you're dating isn't going out of their way to make you feel secure, and okay with the fact that, mm -hmm. hey, this person, you know, there's nothing going on with me and this person, then there's something that doesn't necessarily mean that something going on, but there, that's, that, that is telling. You know, if I, if there's, if it, he wouldn't want to be treated the same way if the roles were reversed. If right. it was reversed and you had a guy that was texting you, he'd go, hey, can you let them know that like you're seeing someone and that's not like, and and the fact that you got a bitchy vibe when you hung out, like that's part of it too. Because yeah. I understand why that girl would be like, oh, you know, that woman. She would go, oh, they, oh, there's my replacement, which isn't true. But then she says, let me see. You know, he's allowing this, and you know, he's allowing these snaps to happen. So if she feels that you're in a replacement, which isn't true, but if that's her feeling, now she gets some sort of like, you know two-second enjoyment out of being being like unseating you because 
it, it's what he's doing is he's allowing a competition to occur mm-hmm. behind closed doors between you and her that doesn't exist. Yeah, one hundred percent. It's you know? you know it's not like there aren't cases where you're dating someone and the person you're dating you know is friends with someone that they hooked up with years ago, but now they're just friends. Like that happens. But if that person cares about you at all, they are at least going to make the effort to really let you know, hey, yes, we, me and this person hooked up 10 years ago, five years ago, but we are nothing but friends. Like there's going to be a real conversation about it and they're going to be thoughtful enough to be um, transparent with yeah. everything that's going on just so that you're comfortable with it. The the answer of that's your problem, you shouldn't be mad is a yeah. way of de- is a way of like kind of like juking you out. It's a way mm-hmm. of like avoiding the whole conversation together. Mm-hmm. If I'm and, and and the thing is it's not that he, like there's one thing where you're like, "Oh, he will never hang out when I want to hang out." That's one thing that you can work on. And, and but then it becomes he doesn't want to hang out anytime I want to hang out and he's texting other women. Well, now you have a resume that really isn't adding up to what you want. And you can say to him, like, listen, I'm going to take a step back. I'm looking for this type of relationship. Whether I'm dating someone or not, this is what I want. If you don't want to do that, that's okay. But I need to step back and and let you come to me a little bit. And if you don't, then I'm going to, like, walk away. And And the tough part about that is, like, you're not necessarily dumping them, but you're saying... I want to work this out. When we're together, it's great. Just because it's great when you're together doesn't mean it's a great relationship. 100%. And that's and that's tough. That's the toughest ones to end because you're like, damn it. Like, I got it all when it's in these. But it's easy to be a good boyfriend when I'm in front of the person. It's harder when it's, hey, I need you to come over. Hey, I need you to do this. Yeah. I need, you know, because that's why, you, why relationships exist. It's, you know. Oh. Also, she's calling it a relationship. I'm interested to know if he's calling it a relationship. Yeah. Because what she considers a relationship, he could just consider a situationship. Yeah, and 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 he could he and, and that's where you have to figure it out. And yeah. are we on the same page as far as feelings are happening? We are moving forward. He could be just sitting on the corner like, "Yeah, I'm here whenever you need me." And yeah. she's like, well, I'm looking to travel. No, no, no. Well, I'm on this corner. That's yeah. not how it works. And people are able to compartmentalize, especially guys. It's like yeah. when when he's with you, oh, yeah, you're the you're the center of this universe because you're physically right there. <laughs> so, like, you're, yeah, you're going to feel like you're on a honeymoon. But the second yeah. that he leaves you, his brain is, like, on to whatever else he has going on. So you're – sitting there like, yeah, but when he was here, it felt like we were in love and he treated me like this, he treated me like that. Yeah, because you were right there in front of him. It's how he, he treats you in totality. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Charles McBee, thank you for coming on. This was fantastic. Yo, man, I'm having a ball. Thank you for having me. This was great. Everyone go follow Charles. He's hilarious. At Charles McBee on Twitter and Instagram. How I See It, Volume 1. That's the album and black twitter talk podcast that's the podcast every friday go 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 it's all over my social media thank you again charles such a fantastic episode i'm jared freed we are here every monday and thursday keep spreading the word let people know tell your brother your sister your mama your papa we'll be back next episode boom